0: IndyCar and NASCAR are taking one more weekend off to allow its television broadcast partner, NBC, to cover the Olympic Games from Tokyo. But there was plenty of big news that has happened in IndyCar this past week. NBC and IndyCar announced an extension of the current television deal that will keep the NTT IndyCar series on the network. The multi-year agreement calls for an astounding 13 races next season on the regular NBC network. The remaining races on the schedule will be on USA Network, with two races exclusively on NBC's streaming platform, Peacock. All races will also be streamed live on Peacock, in addition to NBC and USA Network. More big news was announced when last week's guest on Pit Pass Indy, four-time Indianapolis 500 winning driver Elio Castroneves, will be returning to a full-time IndyCar Series schedule in 2022. He will drive the number 06 AutoNation Sirius XM Transcard Honda from Irishank Racing. The team also announced that after coming close to re-signing the team's other driver, Jack Harvey, to the number 60 Honda, that driver has decided to leave the team and is presumably close to an agreement with another team in the NTT IndyCar Series. Harvey could potentially be heading to Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing in 2022. Team owner Mike Shank told me last week that another full-time driver will be named to the number 60 Honda in the upcoming weeks. Teams have also been testing at several venues. Last week, Andretti Autosport, Team Penske, and Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing tested at WeatherTech Raceway at Laguna Seca in Monterey, California. The series will race there on Sunday, September 19th. On Tuesday, 11 cars tested at Gateway, including all four at Andretti Autosport, two from Dale Coyne Racing with Vassar and & Sullivan, and RWR, A.J. Foyt Racing, Ed Carpenter Racing, and rookie Scott McLaughlin of Team Penske tested at Gateway. On Friday, eight cars from Chip Ganassi Racing, Errol McLaren SP, and Meyer Shank Racing will test at Portland International Raceway. IndyCar's next race will be a big one, the Big Machine Records Music City Grand Prix on the streets of Nashville, Tennessee, the weekend of August 8th. This week's guest is a driver they are all chasing for the championship, with just six races remaining. It's 24-year-old Alex Polo of Spain, who has the number 10 NTT Data Honda for Chip Ganassi Racing in the lead by 39 points over Pato Award of Mexico at Aero McLaren SP. This week's show features an in-depth interview with Polo, who is tied with an award for the series leading victories with 2 apiece. Here is my interview with Polo from his home in Indianapolis. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is Alex Polo of Chip Ganassi Racing, the leader of the NTT IndyCar Series standings by 39 points over Pato Award of Mexico. Alex, we've had a little bit of a break. I'm sure you're probably pretty anxious to get back to racing. Still a few weeks off. What have you been doing the last couple of weeks?
1: Hey, Bruce. Thanks so much for having me once again here. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm really looking forward to jump again uh, with with my crew in, in the IndyCar. But uh, yeah, been preparing the last couple of races that we have now. Um, I've been staying here in the US with the team. Um, you know, we have like some simulator uh we have an upcoming test uh before Nashville at Portland, and yeah, being a bit busy while still having some some free time during the weekends and and yeah, just preparing myself for for these last six races that we have now.
0: Some of the fans have wondered why there's such a big break in the schedule, but they don't take into account the fact that a couple of weeks ago. On July 11th, we would have been in Toronto had it not been for COVID. That race got canceled a couple of months ago as Canada still tries to get its situation sorted out with the uh, vaccines and the pandemic. And also the fact that beginning this week, we're actually, we're now in the midst of the long break for the Summer Olympics in Tokyo, which NBC broadcast. But as a driver how much did that really slow down the momentum of everything that had been going on, the pace, the rhythm, and everything that's so important to an IndyCar team?
1: Yeah, I always say like, I guess every driver uh, in motorsport wants to race every weekend, or at least that's my mindset. I would race every weekend if possible, but um, but yeah, that's not possible, and unfortunately with Toronto got canceled. We had, we had, like, four full weeks of like no race, but, uh, also taking into account that there's the Olympics. Um, I understand. And, um, it also gives us some time to, um, evaluate and look everything that we've done so far, uh, during the races, the good things, the bad things, where it can improve where where can we improve in the future, um, and prepare for the last races. So I think it's been good for us. Uh, we have I think having a good uh, big team, it's it's helpful to have some some good uh, some good time like now three weeks. Um, just as I said, we can review everything we've done, and we can try and, and and improve some of the weak points that we have.
0: So, as you look over and evaluate your season, what are the good things? The good things,
1: I think we have a uh, really good race car overall. I, um, I think every every race weekend we've been, uh, we've been able to fight for the win um there are some races that we were not on pace but normally we we have a really good race car. but uh, we're lacking a bit on, on qualifying um we didn't do any poll on the team there's only uh, one poll from scott during the 500 and obviously we started both some pole at the at texas but there was no qualifying there um, so yeah, we, we need to try and, and improve a bit there. And there's a couple of areas from the car that if we can improve that, it's going to make, um, our races even, uh, better
0: and stronger. You've had a very consistent season. You started off by winning the first race of the year at Barber Motorsports Park in Birmingham. What do you see as being some of the down points of the season and some of the things that you would like to be able to improve upon?
1: I think some of the areas we struggled, it was when we went to like new tracks, Um, like Detroit. I struggled on the first day just because, yeah, I I was not comfortable with the car. We didn't have enough practice and I couldn't uh, get to the limit of the track, of the track. And yeah, it was like, It was tough. Um, Then, um, yeah, I don't know. Qualifying overall, I think, like if you look at uh, Road America, started fifth, ended up P one. Mid Ohio started seventh, ended up P three. So there's some some small areas from the car that if we can improve that, um, I'm going to be able to push a bit more to the limit. But that changes from weekend to weekend. To be honest, like uh, as you said, we started Barber really strong and. I was starting P3 and I was super comfortable. Um, and, and depend on the weekend, we we need some some more on some more stability on braking. And then I guess everybody uh, from IndyCar is looking to different areas uh, from race to race. But uh, yeah, that's the beauty of the competition.
0: The season started with a lot of races in a short period of time. Now we have this long break. But when the season resumes. Everybody's going to a big race that they have never competed at, but with all the promotion and expectations, the big machine Music City Grand Prix has the potential to be one of the biggest races of the season. There's a lot of excitement in Nashville. There's a lot of anticipation. How do you look at that? And also the fact that it's a new course for everybody.
1: That's amazing. I think the promoters and IndyCar, they did an amazing job on on getting everybody know uh, from inside, let's say, motorsport and also from outside motorsport that that race is happening. Uh, They are putting so much um, effort and having activities for everybody, and I think that's awesome. That's what we need. Um, and then I think it's cool that nobody knows the track. No, there's no teams that have any information, no drivers. I think the only driver that saw the track until now it's been Joseph just because it's around, um, his house and he can just have a look, but, uh, nobody knows. So I think that that's really good, uh, for the sport, uh, and for the drivers. It's interesting. And also for me, like I've been discovering new trucks this year and last year. Um, and, and everybody knew those tracks. So now it's going to be the first time that nobody's been uh, to that track before. Uh, nobody tested before. So that's going to be pretty interesting uh, also from a fan standpoint, like having a look at how the drivers and how the teams improve from um, session by session and how can we adapt. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Nashville.
0: And also, there's a return trip to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Road Course the following week when NASCAR and IndyCar are sharing the same weekend at that facility. How do you look at that course, and how excited are you over the prospect of getting a victory there?
1: Yeah, last uh, so the race we had earlier uh, in the season at Indy was not super smooth for us. Uh, we, we We got third, but... It was like a, a big battle with Joseph there um, and we were struggling a bit on pace compared to Rinus and and uh, Grosjean. But it was fun. I think we have a good car uh, that if we can make it work, uh, we only have one free practice. So if we can make it work uh, right up uh, from the first couple of laps, we're going to be okay. And yeah, I'm looking forward. Um, it's it's a track that we've been this year. I know how this number 10 NTT data car works there, which is important to 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 have experience with your own car. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a good weekend for us. Um, it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be a good one.
0: And then after that race, it's off to Gateway for a short oval, and in the uh, other oval races that you ran on this year, a fourth-place finish and a seventh-place finish at Texas Motor Speedway, which really isn't a short track. That's a High Bank Speedway, and then, of course, the Indianapolis 500. You finish second to Elio Castroneves in one of the more dramatic Indy 500s in memory. Uh, how do you look at your short oval program? Because this will really be a true short oval that you'll get to race on this season. The fact that Iowa is no longer on the schedule you don't have that as a track to look back on but how do you look at gateway and your prospects there
1: yeah it's a shame not to have iowa again uh, it's a track i really enjoyed last year but uh, gateway i think it's a fun event it's a fun track uh hopefully we can get some overtakes this this year last year was quite tough with the tire deck and the second lane but um yeah i i think it's gonna be uh, a good race for me. I have more experience now on ovals. I'm still learning a lot, but uh, it's going to be good to to have the experience I had last year there. Uh, we did two races there last year, right? And yeah, I, I got like all the laps, and I was able to get more experience. So now that this year we got two races at Texas, that they were good. I learned a lot uh, following uh, Scott there at the beginning of both races, and obviously the 500 we tell you. Um, I'm, I'm excited about, uh, gateway. I, I think I have some unfinished business with my oval racing so Um, I would love to, to win one race, uh, on an oval track and hopefully we can make that happen at gateway.
0: After that's another couple of weekends off and then the season ends in a three race flourish beginning with Portland, then on to Laguna Seca and then finishing up with the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. So how important will that three-race stretch be in terms of being absolutely 100% prepared, the preparation uh, by the team at the shop, making sure everything, every scenario is thought of before going out on that uh, three-race stretch?
1: Yeah, it's always super important, but uh, obviously now that it's uh, like the end of the season, it's more important to have everything prepared before and, and that's why I said it's it's good for us that we have this three, three and a half weeks of, of rest and no racing just because we can go ahead and, and we are already going ahead of uh, the races we're going to have, like Laguna and Portland, uh, a bit of Longwood Beach now, because we know that we're not going to have that much time uh, when when the races come, but I think um it's going to be super important for me as a driver to, to get up to speed at Portland. Never been there, but as I said, uh, we're going to test there before, uh, which is going to be awesome. Uh, we're going to have the opportunity to try and, and maximize the, the setup, uh, the driving styles and, and everything. So when we get there to the race can we, we know we are uh, on point and ready to go. Then Laguna, I tested there before, a track aloft. So iconic, so so amazing to drive. Indy cars around there. I'm looking forward to Laguna, and then Long Beach. That's going to be the the toughest one, I would say. I, there's no way I can test there. There's uh, no experience that I can get. Only from the simulator and from uh, past races and onboard videos, but um, the event is going to be huge. Hopefully, we we're able to 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 win the championship there. It will be awesome, uh, but for sure we will be fighting for the championship, um, and and that's going to be super special. So, I'll try to to get myself ready uh, ahead of time now. Uh, already, so when I get to Long Beach, um, I can do the best the best I can. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a, a really exciting end of the season. I think we have a really good schedule for these six races. I think we have a bit of everything: street course, road course, uh, a bit of oval, and yeah, I think it's going to be awesome um, from from as a fan to to watch and to follow this uh, season finale.
0: How do you deal with the pressure? Because everybody's gunning for you. Everybody's coming after you. There's a, And one of the guys that's coming after you is your teammate, a six-time NTT IndyCar Series champion, Scott Dixon, who has all of the experience of how to handle a championship battle. And here you are new to this. How do you handle the, the pressure and the fact that so many people are going to focus on going after Alex Pillow?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I said before even the season started that I felt less pressure this year than I ever had before, just because I know I have the tools to be able to win. Um, uh, the, the guys on the pitch stops they're amazing on strategies. The car is fast always. So, um, being P1 now in the championship, it's even less pressure. I think I would have more pressure driving the number 10 NTT data Honda car if I was 15 on the championship now and I had to uh, to do something extra these last six races. But um, I don't think we're in that position. We're in the position of uh, we did a good job so far. It doesn't count much, but we, we just got to keep doing what we did uh, until now. So we know how to do it. Uh, we just have to continue delivering uh, the results And and then the the championship opportunities are going to come. So um, I'm super excited. Uh, Never been on that position before, obviously. Um, But fighting for a championship, it's always awesome. But uh, yeah, we need to win uh, some more races. Uh, We're going to have some battles on track with with, uh, Pato, uh, Scott, Joseph, Marcus, with everybody. But um, yeah, it's going to be challenging.
0: Speaking of Pato, what's it like to have him as your nearest competitor? He can be pretty aggressive out on the racetrack, but he seems to also be fairly smart. What's it like racing against Pato Award? Yeah, to be honest, he's he's super aggressive, and sometimes uh, as a fan, if you look on TV, you say
1: like, "Hey, like he's he's going too much. He's going to." To 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 the limit on the overtakes, but uh, he never puts you at risk. He he's always super clean. Uh Detroit, I think he he was overtaking uh, lots of cars there, and he was making the passes to to the limit as we always try to do. But um he was he, we never touched. He was always super clean. He never did something that you would go like, "Hey, thought that was not fair." Um, so yeah, he races hard, but he races super clean, and I think it's it's super good and fun to race with him. And yeah, having him as a championship uh, competitor, it's it's fun. It's fun. I I knew him in Super Formula in Japan, so I had some relationship with him there. Uh, obviously, we both uh, speak Spanish, so it's it, we have like a plus on our relationship. So. I, I like it. I do with him.
0: Joseph Newgarden, after he won the most recent race on the schedule, the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio said he believes you are the most complete driver of the new drivers that have joined the series, or the young drivers that are really uh, stepping up and, and making a name for themselves and competing for championships. When you hear that type of an assessment from a two-time NTT IndyCar Series champion at Team Penske, what do you think?
1: yeah that's awesome to hear, but uh they didn't say that at the beginning of the 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 championship which uh that would have count a lot more than now obviously now we're leading the championship uh we won to races and we got like six podiums. so it's easy to say now but uh yeah it's still it's still awesome that um that that's what he thinks he's he's an amazing. Driver and he's a champion. So yeah, it's amazing. Uh, the, the bad thing is that he's going to, he's going to fight for it. And he's, he's super fast. Uh, he's also super intelligent on the races. And we saw lately that he's been um, hunting those wins, but yeah, we'll try and stop him and we'll try and, and get ahead of him.
0: If you throw out the 15th place finish at Belle Isle, which as you explained earlier, how all that happened, Uh, You look at your statistics and beginning with the Texas doubleheader, you have a fourth, you have a seventh, you have a third at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course, second in the Indy 500, there was the 15th at Belle Isle. And then the last three races, you've been third, first at Road America and third at Mid-Ohio. That's pretty consistent. And how proud are you of the consistency you've had of running and finishing at the front?
1: Yeah, I'm super happy with the consistency we had all year. I think I always knew um I would be fast and that I could uh fight for for wins with with a championship contender car like the number 10. Um but you never know if you're going to be able to to do that multiple times. So, um to be honest, um I have to say thank you to the team because they put me in those positions with With the strategies, the car, obviously, and the pit stops, like my crew um, is amazing. I think it's the best now. Um, So that makes my job a bit easier. But yeah, for sure, we're doing a good job. I'm super proud of being um, on the podium when we we have the opportunity to. um, But yeah, we need to try and win some more races.
0: In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. For good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. And last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. or for household rentals, download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. What's it like when you go in and you ask Scott Dixon, a one of your uh, fiercest competitors for the championship, but he's also your teammate for advice? He's open. He's a uh, book full of experience and he's open with me
1: all the time. So um, every time I have, any any question about how he handles? I don't know how how he fills the car. Um, what how does he manage the tires or the fuel uh, on some particular car, uh, tracks? He, he's always open with me. He tries to help me as much as possible, and he's been doing that since preseason. Uh, nothing changed. So yeah, he's awesome as a teammate. Uh, he's he's an amazing person as well. And, and yeah, I think we we have a good team uh, as well with Marcus and Jimmy there that we we always push uh, all each other, and that makes the team um, even stronger. So super happy uh, sharing team and and fighting for a championship against uh, Scott Dixon.
0: And also to have a driver coach, uh, one of the all-time great drivers of recent Indianapolis 500 in IndyCar history, Dario Franchitti, What's it like when you go up and you start asking him for advice? And what is he like when he explains to you some of the things that he believes you can do, uh, some of the advice that he gives you?
1: He's always saying the bad things I do on track, man. No, I'm joking. Um, He's he's a really good uh, driver, obviously, but he's a really good coach. Um, He's able to see from outside what the driver feels, what the driver thinks, and also he's able to – Tell you what you need to focus on. So he's not telling me how do I have to brake. He tells me, hey, maybe you have to look at your braking style in turn one, because Scott or Marcus or Jimmy are doing something different, or somebody from other teams. Uh, he's able to see that from from outside uh, the car. So um, it's been awesome. He's he's able to give me some tricks, um, and it's been really fun working with him. So. Um, yeah, that's why, I mean, we have such a strong, uh, team with all the mechanics, the engineers, uh, the drivers and, and Dario there that it's, it's super fun. It's super fun. Uh, even if we start a weekend struggling, um, like we had some, some weekends, we are able to put in the work, focus and, and get back on track and, and, and be upfront.
0: Of course, every driver goes into every race wanting to be the winner, but if you can't win, then you start looking at other drivers, teammates that you'd like to see win. How special of a victory was it when Marcus Erickson, your teammate, was able to get his first IndyCar Series win at Detroit?
1: Yeah, that was super good for, for the team and for him. I have to say, I, I said it uh, earlier in the season, like he had some bad luck and he... He was up there. Um, even if the results didn't show, he, he was there. Um, so I think already starting at Barber, uh, we were all three cars in the past six. And then on the race, he was up front, but then he had a problem, finished like outside of top 10, or I don't remember, but he's always had really good performance, but some bad luck. Um, and, and yeah, fortunately at, at Detroit, he got the first win. Um, but not only that, he he got the second place at Mid Ohio. So yeah, it's super cool. But he we don't we cannot let him do it too often now. So we gotta stop him. Um, but yeah, I'm super super happy for Marcus and the number eight crew. Um, I think they they really deserve those those results.
0: Well, another driver who's going to be challenging you for the championship, he's only 69 points behind. There are six races left this season, though, is a driver who's won two of them, won two NTT IndyCar Series championships, and that's Joseph Newgarden at Team Penske. Is he one driver that concerns you the most? Because you know that in a lot of ways, Team Penske is going to throw everything they've got at trying to get him the championship.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, everybody's going to do the same, right? Like um, uh, McLaren's going to do the same with, with Pato. Um, and then, unfortunately, I have uh, Scott Dixon there that has the same tools as they have. So I think that Joseph, obviously, we saw the last couple of races, he's been on pole three times in a row. We've never been on the pole. So they have some strengths that we don't, um, but we're stronger in some other areas. So it's not like I'm uh, more uh, more scared, let's say, from one driver. Um, I think they are really strong. All the drivers uh, that we're fighting with, and and yeah, I'm, I, I would say that the uh, the guy I pay more attention to is Scott Dixon. Is the the guy that has been able to fight uh, for a championship six times, is been able to win it, and he knows how to win it. So. Um, yeah, knowing that he has the same tools as I do, I think he's going to be the man.
0: And another driver that you mentioned earlier, one of your teammates, Jimmy Johnson, seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion. What's it like having him as a teammate? Chip Ganassi is always saying that even though Jimmy is slowly learning the difference between driving a stock car and driving an Indy car. Just his presence has helped elevate the team because they look at him and see how a champion carries himself. What's it been like having Jimmy Johnson as your teammate?
1: Yeah, it's true. And it sounds repetitive, but, man, it's uh, I'm in a team with champions, with legends, and, and Scott, and Dario, Tony, and Jimmy. They they are all really good persons. They They really help each other and they they help uh push everybody from the team uh, not only the drivers but they help all the crews uh showing how they work how much they work how much they care then everybody works even harder and that's how you get a winning team but i think uh jimmy jimmy he's he's so special he he's done he's done uh he's been a champion 7 times in the nascar cup so Man, that's that's not easy to do. Um, that's that's amazing, and and obviously I agree that he's he's helped the the team to elevate as as a structure. Um, obviously, he's he's not only trying to learn the IndyCar; he's trying to um, to to re- erase all the experience he has from the NASCAR because sometimes he's speaking and he says, "Oh man, on NASCAR we do completely the opposite with the throttle." So he's trying to. To yeah, to forget uh, 20 or 20 plus years of experience in NASCAR and trying to put that on IndyCar with no testing and and really small practice, but he's doing much better every time. I think he's done a big jump since the beginning of the of the um, of the championship, and he you're gonna see once we go to some road courses that he's been and he that we've tested before like uh, Laguna, he's gonna be up there.
0: What's your interaction like with him?
1: It's really, really good. Like you can ask him, I, I sometimes just text him like, Hey, what are you doing today? I, I want to learn from champions. Um, I have the opportunity this year to learn from true champions and I want to know what they do, what they eat for breakfast, what, what they think, um, and, and yeah, how they prepare. But, uh, on, on the race, uh, weekend, my relationship is really close to him. I, I would say I've, I'm really, really close to Jimmy, and he's he's always uh, looking for it uh, and looking for me. So he's he's always trying to help me uh, in different areas, and, and yeah, it's been super fun working with him.
0: Is he a driver that's told you what to expect in a championship chase in terms of dealing with the pressure and with some of blocking out some of the distractions that may come with being in a championship? Since he's had so much experience with it in NASCAR. No, I think he's.
1: Yeah, like I, I said one time, one of the first days I met him, like uh, I think it was a barber or something. I said like, hey man, yeah, I'm trying to work uh, as hard as possible to be a champion one day, like you are. And he was like, yeah, you'll be, don't worry. And then once the season started and we got some, uh, some results, he's always trusted so much um, on us, and and he's been uh, like, you know how to do it, and and I think. You don't really have um, too much pressure or extra something when things are going well. I think when things are going well and you work uh, super hard for for to get the results, you don't feel the pressure. You're doing everything you can. And and you're preparing yourself as much as possible to, to make it happen. And, and, yeah, when things go bad and you are, as I said, like 15th on the championship, then you feel the pressure. You are in bad times. But now we are in good times. Uh, we are enjoying and preparing ourselves even more and even harder.
0: One of his sponsors was the American Legion, and a several times this year, I believe uh, four times this season, the American Legion was on your car What was it like getting to know people from that organization and some of the American Legion officials who have been out there that were guests of the team and would even be out there on the starting grid with you before the races when you were driving the American Legion car for Chip Ganassi Racing?
1: Yeah, it's been awesome to represent the American Legion uh, as a group. Um, I think we started together uh, in the road course. Uh, on my car and, and they've been having some guests, some really important and really amazing people uh, I had as a guest during the races. And it's been super interesting for me, to be honest, like coming from uh, Spain uh, and getting to know so much people that are so special. It's been it's been an amazing experience for me. And I love, I love representing uh, the American Legion. I I had lots of fun with them. And yeah, I think we're going to see that again happening.
0: When you get a driver from Spain involved with a group like the American Legion, who uh, represents a lot of the people who have given service to the United States, does that help improve your understanding and everything about what has gone on to make the United States the country that it is? So... I mean, I always
1: wondered why um, there's this thing in, in the U.S. that people love so much and represent so much the country um, just because you don't see that much in Europe. But, uh, yeah, once you experience the culture, once you learn more about it, you you really understand. And, and man, I, I'm really enjoying, to be honest. I'm really enjoying. It's the thing that, um, yeah, I always said I wanted to to live here in the United States, to, to, to experience uh, the people, the culture. And yeah, it's, it's been a, a really fun experience for me.
0: And wrapping up here with Alex Pelot, the championship leader in the NTT IndyCar series, who, in fact, you're the other races that you're not, haven't been sponsored by the American Legion. You're, you drive the NTT data Honda for Chip Ganassi racing. Wrapping up here, do you still think about the Indianapolis 500? I know that you were really disappointed and heartbroken that you weren't able to defeat Elio Castroneves at the end of the race there, because I know you really wanted to win that race badly. Do you still think about that?
1: Um, not not on a bad way. Um, I think he's on a on a good way. So yeah, I was heartbroken. Um, I think the first ten minutes, like I was like completely done. And I was like, oh, man, this hurts so much. Like, you, you see it on TV, you see it when you're young, watching the races. The, everybody that is not finishing first after the race, they are completely destroyed and angry. And I felt like I was I was broken, but I couldn't really understand why. And it's because this event is so special, it's so big, and it's so difficult to be up there having a good car, good pit stops, good crew, good strategy. And good um, race management. That yeah, it hurts when when you you cannot uh, get the win. But after 10, 15 minutes, 20, I don't know. I was like, man, I'm I'm racing Indy cars uh, for champion as Racing. I'm racing in the Indy 500 and fighting for the race. I finished second, but at the end of the day, there was only one person um, in the whole world that was. Uh, happier than I was. And that was just Castro Castroneves. And yeah, it, 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 was not my time. It was his time. I think it was a good race for, for the sport. I tried my best. Uh, I tried everything I, I knew. I didn't know much. I never led a noble race before or, or at the Indy 500. So it was something new for me. And, and yeah, I think it was his time to get the fourth one. But, yeah, um, I I need to go out again and and try and win that thing.
0: And one of the better stories of the year was when you revealed that you like to celebrate victories by eating fried chicken. Did you find a place to celebrate? I know that two of the best places in Indianapolis for fried chicken, the Iron Skillet and Hollyhock Hill, are closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. Have you found a good place in Indianapolis yet for fried chicken?
1: Which that's bad that they close on Mondays and Tuesdays, just because I normally I, I only get fried chicken after a race win, and that's been like a tradition now. And it's like, man, if we have a race on on the next week, uh, we're traveling normally already on Wednesdays sometimes, so I cannot really go to those places. So I need to try those. Those places. Um, at the moment, I think I have the the eagle, um, which that was the one I got. After Road America was super good, uh, was fun getting it, and and yeah, I really enjoy it. So I need to get another win. Hopefully, um, I can go on Wednesday night uh, and try uh, Iron Skillet, that I know it's it's your favorite, and and yeah, after that I'll try the hollyhock
0: Well, I'm sure there's probably another win or two left in you this season with six races to go. You're leading the championship. You're in the position everybody would like to be in. Alex Pillow, driver of the number 10 NTT Data Honda for Chip Ganassi Racing, thank you for joining us today, and good luck in your championship run.
1: Thank you so much, Bruce.
0: This is the final off weekend of the summer break, and let's take a quick look at the standings with six races remaining in the season. Two-time winner Alex Ploy of Spain leads two-time winner Paddle Award of Mexico by 39 points. Six-time NTT IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon of New Zealand is third, 56 out of the lead. Mid-Ohio race winner Joseph Newgarden is fourth, 69 points behind the leader. Marcus Ericsson of Sweden is fifth, 104 points out of first Simon Pagino sixth 113 points back and Colton Herta is seventh 124 points out of the lead the next race on the IndyCar schedule is the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix on the streets of Nashville on August 8th and that puts a checkered flag on this edition of Pit Pass Indy we want to thank NTT IndyCar Series points leader Alex Plough of Chip Ganassi Racing for joining us on today's podcast Along with loyal listeners like you, our guests help make Pit Pass Indy your path to victory lane for all things IndyCar. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at Bruce Martin, one word, uppercase B, uppercase M, underscore 500. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to our production team. Executive producers are Bridget Coyne and Gerardo Orlando. Recordings and edits were done by me, Bruce Martin, and final mixing was done by Dave Douglas. Learn more at evergreenpodcast.com. Until next time, be sure to keep it out of the wall.